Today on the show, I'm speaking with Christopher Timms, who explains how we can live our life and experience our dreams fulfilled like we never have before. It's a great show, so stay tuned. Hi, I'm Natalie Ledwell, and this is The Inspiration Show, and today my special guest is Christopher Timms. How are you, Christopher? I'm very well. Thank you for having me, Natalie. Um, now, I am really looking forward to today's show because um, we're going to be talking about some very esoteric and very interesting uh, subjects. So um, before we get stuck in into that, why don't we start a little bit with your story and your background? Sure. Be glad to. Um, well, my, my family is not of a spiritual background. My father was a, a Normandy World War II vet. My mom was a nurse, kind of that classic generation of couple. And um, I, I grew up playing music all of my life. And I feel as though playing music, uh, the violin since I've been six, the drums since I've been ten, that's formed a cocoon around me. And as I grew up, uh, I didn't lose a lot of the openness, a lot of the right-brained perspective uh, that gets cultured out of us as we grow up. So I remained very intuitive, very spontaneous, very creative in a number of ways. Uh, I started studying yoga when I was 13, martial arts when I was 14. I devoured a number of different systems of all those uh, spiritual technologies, you could say. Mm -hmm. And... Then I began to question what truth is, and probably around the time of um, 16, I remember getting my first car. My dad got me a 66 Mustang convertible yeah. for $200. You know, don't you wish you had that now? <laughs> and um, I remember going to different Bible studies because that's all I knew at that time. And I was very confused because each one, each of the different churches said that they were the right way and everyone else was the wrong way. Right. So really to distill a longer story down just for the sake of our audience and the time we have to share together today, I wanted to share with everyone at the very beginning that, that here's a really good pivot point for us to work off of today, and it's called the nature of truth. The nature of truth. So just... Take a deep breath and just listen to this, because this came to me around the age of 22. And it's, it's been a marker through which I've lived my life ever since. So, could it be, could it be that this truth, this truth that we've been looking for, can't be written down, therefore it can't be read? Could it be? Could it be that this truth, this living truth, cannot be spoken, therefore it cannot be heard? Could it be? Could it be that this truth, this living, this divine truth, is not right or wrong? Could it be that this truth is not good or bad? Could it be that this truth does not bring pain or pleasure or righteousness in any way? <coughs> Could it be that this truth, this living truth that has haunted us each through all the days of our life is nothing more 
then that living presence, that living presence that dwells within us and asks us to just be still and know. So, now I know that sounds like a big esoteric nebulous concept, but it really turned <coughs> because whether it was looking in Eastern religions and the Gita and the Upanishads, the Vedantic teachings, Buddhism, Taoism, Sufism, Christianity, you look at all these different teachings and they're all based on words written down. They're based on ideas that then lead like breadcrumbs into experiences, mm -hmm. supposedly. But I was kind of going backwards. I was catapulted for whatever reason into these experiences and I was trying to see what ideas related to me rather than having the ideas bring me to the experience. Right. Right. So uh, I, from there, went to a variety of different esoteric teachings, tr traditions, and uh, I have to tell everybody that I, I basically got kicked out of every spiritual organization I ever joined. Right. <laughs> and, because... You know, Natalie, once you experience something for yourself, it's way different than having a concept of what that thing may be. Mm -hmm. Right? So back in 1988, after getting tired of getting kicked out of every, everybody else's organization, I started my own, and I realized that perhaps I was going to start a land for misfit toys or something, you know, and just <laughs> kind of be the traveling whatever I am. And so I set out without a business plan, without any kind of an idea of what to do, I I liquidated my contracting business, got rid of a bunch of different vehicles, motorcycles, all kinds of stuff, and I went off. And within two years, on just word of mouth and just energy, see, this is living in abundance, living in prosperity within yourself. I had such confidence in my own experience. I didn't need to know how or what I was going to do. I just knew that I was going to take a step and move forward. With that happening, I ended up starting in Wilmington, Delaware, where I grew up, and within two years, I was in 18 different cities from Vancouver to L.A. to Dallas to Miami to Boston to Montreal to Quebec to everywhere, all around. And it became the nonstop traveling mystical show for 15 or 18 years of full-time traveling all over the world, all over the United States, Canada, taking people on tours to different sacred sites in different parts of the world. And it all just started for me taking a step forward in my own direct experience. Right. And that's really where I want to begin to work with today about what is it that, that is to live a dream fulfilled. Okay, so let me see if I've got this, if I'm understanding what you're saying. So rather than being dictated to or told by certain spiritual, you know, uh, regimes or religions or whatever, what you're saying is that um, our spiritual experience should be something that we experience first and then have our own interpretation to move through it? Is that what you're saying? Yes, because otherwise you take other people's interpretations of their doctrine or yep. experiences and it, it refracts or contours what we experience in the unknown. Right. You know, okay. And so just to plunge into an experience is by far the best way to get some kind of a perspective unique to yourself. Right. But, of course, you can't be cautious. You can't be safe. That's that's being bold. That's being childlike, where you're just going to jump out of the tree, even though it's kind of high and you're scared. Right. I get it. Right? It's that kind of thing. 
So. Okay, I love that. So um, you mentioned before about um, experiencing dreams fulfilled, like not, not, nothing we've ever experienced before. So what, what do you mean by that? Well, the, what I've noticed, Natalie, is that people people tend to set up goals for themselves. Mm-hmm. Of course, we all do that. We do our mind maps. We do our visualization boards, creative, Shakti Gwain stuff from years ago, all of that, right? Mm-hmm. And we break molds, set goals, do all of this. And people are beginning to realize, but most people still don't realize that all the goals that you can make right now, all the goals that Natalie and Chris can make right now are goals relative to where you and I are today. And they're going to be limited and short-sighted, even though we may think we have a grand perspective on things. It's going to be blinded depending upon our vision. Make sense? Yes. Right. So uh, I asked the question, okay, who am I to know what I really want in my life? I thought I was the problem I was trying to resolve. You know, and so I, I set up some premises and experiments years ago where I'm looking at what the ancient teachings talk to us all about. And you realize that in, in Christianity, they, they ask you to seek first the kingdom of heaven. Right. And in, in, in Buddhism, they say set aside all the, the temporary nature of the world and move into the internal environment, empty yourself first, and then take steps in your life. Right? And all the different religions are telling you the same thing, just with a little different verbiage, yeah. cultural perspective. So for me... As I begin to distill down this this idea and begin and work with it, apply it to the pages of my life, uh, there's a a simple exercise that that I do that I walk with and have since the mid 70s that gives everyone a touchstone about what it is to continuously seek this kingdom of heaven. Because remember, the kingdom of heaven isn't just this esoteric nebulous place that the kingdom of heaven is is fulfillment here on earth it's fulfillment in personal relationships it's in financial relationships it's in spiritual insight psychological perspective health vitality it's in always it's in always because the rest of that teaching from um, the the new testament and from buddhist scripture says the same thing is that seek first the kingdom of heaven that's part one then it says then all other things be laid unto you not a few other things, not here and there, yeah. but it says all other things. This means insight, health, vitality, and, and always, mm-hmm. and always. Okay, so may I share a little bit about this exercise and how to apply it to your life so we Please. can get things applicable right away? Yeah, absolutely. All right, cool. So the theme, the golden thread that ties all the religions together, all the ancient traditions back to the mystery schools of ancient Egypt, has to do with the experience of a high-pitched ringing sound. And this sound is there for everybody right now. It's nothing that a guru can give you or, or you know, you can't be baptized into it. There's no secret handshakes to activate it or anything. <laughs> All right. um, it's just right there. And this high-pitched sound is, uh, in the East, it's known as the Shabd or the Bani. We may know it as the music of the spheres, the audible life stream, the sound current, uh, the scriptures, the Dead Sea Scrolls, and the New Testament call it the living word. But the Christians today don't even know what that means. They think it means a printed document, mm-hmm. right? But it means this experience of this high-pitched sound. 
physics talks about this sound. They, they call it the Big Bang. You're listening to echoes of the Big Bang, the moment of creation being replayed through each of us right now. Right? So think of that. I mean, you're a fundamental part of the creation on a moment-to-moment basis, continuously reinventing itself fresh and new each nanosecond because this sound is a stream, a continuous stream that pours through us and is within us. So as you listen to this sound and people say, well, I don't hear any sound. Well, that's because you've been conditioned to think that you don't hear any sound. And you're, you're, condi- you're conditioned to think about, well, I hear the air conditioning. I hear the buzz of fluorescent lights. I hear the dogs barking. I hear this or that or the other thing, right? Yeah. But no, no, no. You just have to be patient. And here's the best way to, to cultivate this sound. 20 or 30 times a day, Natalie, I want everybody, 20, 30 times a day, I want you to listen to this sound. Now, that sounds like a lot. Let's just do it for 10 seconds at a time. That's all. Because for 10 seconds, your, your, your childlike presence, that, that being can just be curious and wonder, okay, what is this? And after 10 seconds or so, the mind says, you know, I'm really uncomfortable. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't hear the sound, you know, or even I hear this, wow, this is really cool. Stop all of that. All of that is reactionary and then it, it draws you back down into your psychology, mm-hmm. you know, um, so you just embrace this. This is called a tantra, where you just immerse yourself in it for short bursts of time throughout the day. And what happens is that you're investing in this higher vibration. Call it the kingdom of heaven. Call it eternity. Whatever you want to call it. So as you invest, like you're investing gold coins on one side of a balance scale. So every time you invest, you're investing in eternity you're investing in this higher perspective and there's nothing happening yet the scale isn't tipping yet but the more you invest you reach a certain fulcrum point where all of a sudden boom one more coin and then the scale tips and everything changes in your life everything changes in your life because at that point the sound has begun to reshape your psychology your perspective your values and then you realize that I don't need to know what I want to do. I just need to know what I don't want to do anymore and just take another step. Right. And and then this sound, this living word, as it could be called, begins to manifest itself out here on what Shakespeare would call the stage of life. It takes the form of, of deep, deep held ideals and hopes and dreams that, you've never even touched in your conscious mind. I haven't made a goal or set a, a big um, mapping for anything in 25 years. Right. I mean, of course, I have a schedule. I get up before sunrise, walk the dogs, go to the gym, make my juice, you know, all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. But that, that's different. I mean life plan. Right. No, no, no. I, my life plan is I seek the kingdom of heaven. I, oh, I want to experience union with that. And with that, boy, I'll, I'll tell you, it begins to snowball, and the information that comes into my life, the opportunities that befall me throughout the years, everything is much more than I could have hoped for because I didn't, I didn't know, for instance, I didn't know there were things called telesummits to do <laughs> uh, five, what is this, June, uh, eight, nine months ago. I didn't know there was anything called a telesummit. I had no idea because hmm. for, for 25 years I've been 
my wife calls it the donkey mode. I've just been like this, just moving forward, traveling, teaching, traveling, teaching, traveling, teaching, right? Mm -hmm. But now all of a sudden, there's this whole new vista. Why? Because I took a moment back and realized, wait a minute, I've kind of stopped seeking. I've put my attention down on what I'm doing rather than this higher value. Right. Does that make sense? It does. So, so what I hear you saying is that when you can, and I'm sure it's not just the taking 10 seconds, you know, frequently throughout the day, but I'm sure there's some meditation or something involved as well. But as long as you trust in the fact that you can connect to heaven or connect to source or whatever you'd like to call that, um, once you do that, that whatever unfolds for you, you trust is the path that you're meant to be walking down. Yeah. Now, what I want to do is take that word trust. Let's kind of cut that and put it over here a little bit. And let's, let's use the word curiosity. Um, trust has become a word in our culture that implies almost a laziness where I trust that, that, that that's the way it works. I trust that I'm okay. I trust this. I trust that. Mm -hmm. And we really don't know. I want to take that, put it away, and I want you to know. And the only way you're going to know is if you become so curious about this sound that that you prioritize the experience of it above all other things. Right. Right? Does that make sense? It does. And then you're not trusting in it. You're experiencing it. Mm -hmm. Then you know directly, boom. And that's when it begins to integrate with your mix, begins to tip the scales of your life, your perspective changes, and opportunities are there that you never even thought about before. Right. Yeah. I it, it sounds fantastic. It's like, um, you know, Dr. Joe Dispenza also talks about, you know, being able to, you know, uh, connect to the, he calls it the quantum field because he's more of a science background. Yes. Uh, connect to the quantum field, become coherent with the quantum field. And then as you move forward, like you said, things just fall into place for you. It's like you're, you're becoming, you're not working against life and not working against the experience that we're having here, our, our human experience as, a, as spiritual beings, we're actually in coherent, coherency with it and moving with it as well. That's correct. Yeah. And, and that's been such a big disparagement or, or contradiction in a lot of the technologies of how we live relationships with one another. Mm -hmm. Rather than applying universal and divine principles, we, we apply our psychology. And the yeah. psychology can only be derived from the subjective symptom that we're trying to transcend anyway. Yes. So it's, it just seems like the blind leading the blind. Yeah. So, but this idea, so this idea of looking at these transcendent qualities, which are already latent within each one of us, and just to bring them out, let them be the, the uh, main dominant field through which we live our lives, does that make sense? Am I making myself clear so yeah, far here? It, 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 yes, you are. So basically okay. what you're saying is that um, having that frequent connection, it's like you're just moving, you're moving through this experience without any resistance. Well, one would hope. <laughs> but, you know, but, you know uh, I, I think uh, most of us, when we're honest with ourselves, realize that, I mean, I profess to be very open-minded as I watch myself go kicking and screaming from one change to another in my own life. <laughs> right. <laughs> but that's Is something that, that we want to aspire to. It's something that, you know, that helps us oh, to of move course, of through. Course, yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, I, I just want to be real with everybody because many, many people talk about things in such a, 
a non-realistic way that mm. I don't think any of us are as malleable or as adaptable as we would like to be. I consider myself to be, and I, I endeavor to learn new things and yes. change behaviors, refine myself, be a better man tomorrow, all of that, right? Yep. Absolutely. But come on. I mean, most of us do go kicking and screaming from one little bit of change <laughs> to another. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. But we just have to get over ourselves to be free. Yeah. Uh, Christopher, it's been like I knew it would be. It's been an amazing show today. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, now, if we want to send people somewhere where they can find out more about you and the work that you do and, and maybe for them to be able to contact you, uh, where can we send them? Well, my, my website is Christopher Tims, that's T-I-M-S, dot com. Okay. And there's a free meditation there. Just click onto that, your email. It'll be downloaded to you. That'll be fun. It's a journey into oneness. Yeah. Thank you very much for taking the time to speak with me today, Natalie. It's great. It's been an absolute pleasure. And guys, remember, if you click on the banner to the side, that'll take you straight through to Christopher's website from there. Now, I encourage you to share this video and make sure you do that. You can do that by clicking the Facebook and the Twitter share buttons above. Um, download the app if you haven't done so already so you can watch the shows on the go. And if you haven't done so already, make sure that you put your email in the box above there because I would love to send you the Manifesting with the Masters video e-course. It's actually valued at $87 and I'd like to send it to you for free. So until next time, remember to live large, choose courageously and love without limits. We'll see you soon.